0: You got the, 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 the show, the show, the show,
1: Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show.
2: This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me.
1: That's some booty, Jim.
2: Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, no. <laughs> coming to the stage. I'm just not ready to crown his ass. I, I'm I ready to crown him. You're premature. Uh, premature coronation. Yeah, yeah, that's not iconic. <laughs> <laughs> even if it was like a quote te- tweet I cheating. like quote teats. Facts. Don't lie! Fluff, 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 fluff. Okay, real, and like, I can just see fluff, 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 (laughs) real. I don't know what exactly all happened there,
2: but... Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with...
0: No idea. Irrelevant.
2: Here's Jim
0: Rutledge. You know, that's why he's a producer. I'll tell you that much right (laughs) now. First Time is an amazing producer. He also helped book Leo Chanel and uh, former Badger, Ooh. Ooh. two-time Super Bowl champion, Leo what Chanel. I believe the New Heights podcast gave him basically their like Player of the Game award. Uh, they referenced Death Row Records, which is a Leo Chanel thing from his time at Wisconsin. So Leo Chanel will be joining us a little bit later, but he's also joining us via camera. Is that right? We
3: are going to... Via camera? Via camera? Via video stream via on... conference. Yeah. Video conference? That's what I... Conference what? with the fans? So when
1: I reach out <laughs> to guests, I always say video conference. Do you actually? like Zoom, yeah. Like, I just compare it to Zoom.
3: Yeah, I mean, it is Zoom. Essentially, on his end, it is Zoom for all intents and purposes, which is why I'm really hoping it goes smoothly, because last time we tried this with Chris, it didn't go quite so smoothly. No, oh, no. So... But you do have his phone number, just in I case... I have his phone number, I have his email, oh, I give him all the instructions, answer. which... I'm very excited for 5.30, so Leo guys. Leo
0: Chanel is joining us at 5.30. That'll be a, a fun one. And we'll, we'll ask him about, apparently, John Cena has referenced him. The, uh, see, the New I Heights, forgot to wear my John Cena shirt today. The New Heights podcast has referenced him. He's obviously Damn around. It. He's a two-time champion, so he's been around greatness and obviously a former Badger. I'm intrigued. Bro, yeah, the, the number one thing I want to know for him is, like,
1: what is it like to lose? He's been in the league two years. He's won the Super Bowl both years, and this was a down year for for the Chiefs in terms of the regular season, right? I mean, obviously the big loss at Lambeau Field when, when uh, Leo essentially came home, right? But after that point for the Chiefs, it was pretty much all up from there. Can yeah. I say that uh, I'd like
0: to take some credit for it? Why? So my, Chiefs my, win. My uh, we talked about before. My college uh, roommate is one of the had like the higher up equipment guys for the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. So I met him before the Packer game, shared a story before he gave me some gear. Well my girls, because of the whole Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing, were they wanted to make so they made some bracelets for Kelsey and Swift. But I said, well if you can do that, you gotta make one for my friend Kale. So they made one for Kale. And uh, the nice guy that he is, he's been wearing it since then. Mm. And right at that point after that game the season started turning for the Chiefs. So okay. I'm gonna give some credit to my daughters uh rosie oh, and okay. nola for turning the chief season around very humble of
3: you not to take the credit yourself these my daughters well my they're daughter. the ones that made the bracelet i just delivered it. <laughs> so you're gonna look for a thank you from leo chanala <laughs> no no, no 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 yeah i at think he's yeah, yeah exactly just
0: i just wanted to put it out there I want, i'm trying to I, look i'm just trying to prop up my daughters they, they made something right. and the season <laughs> turned is, with it you know he's, what, he's, propping I, it I he's
1: propping up himself
0: what did yeah. i do with he's propping up the rutledge what did you do with it you got it to the guy well, just because I know people, because people like me, doesn't mean that I am the one li- like me.
1: I like how when we were talking, I, I was nice and didn't point this out, but I waited 30 minutes. Now I'm going to point this out. When we were talking to Jason Wilde, and he referenced the October 26 loss to the Vikings at Lambeau Field, Jim just chimed in with,
0: Yeah, it was there. Yeah, it was great because they were booing. And, I mean, it was right. Like, that I looked was there. like the end of it. Because that was the other yeah, part it of it. <laughs> To that game, the reason why I came it away did. being like, The Packers are in trouble is that after Kirk got hurt. I forgot who they put Jalen Hill or something. Hill uh, Jaron Hall Jaron Hall. Hall. So yeah. he came in, abject disaster. And for whatever reason, the Vikings coach was like, I'm just going to continue to try to throw it. The Packers no less than four times had the ball inside their own 50 with an opportunity to score and take the lead. It might have been inside the red zone at times, and they did Bupkis
1: well, at home. I have good news, it got a lot better.
0: But like, so I, let me ask you this like. Is there in your brain – I'm just asking this question because I know – like, look, I think it's ha- going to be a good question. You have this picture of Packer quarterbacks are always good. It's always painted right, and yep. it always works on mm-hmm. that side of it. Is there anything – because as a Bears fan, for me, it's always like, well, even in this situation where they really shouldn't lose, yeah. I'm still worried they're going to screw it up. But in this situation, are you at all worried about that maybe last year the – Bad was more reflective of the team, or like the good will be way down, by the bad, like where, you like what are you expecting out of this uh, team? Okay. Like, are you so, worried that this team might just be another nine-win team? So the way you ask it,
1: asked it, no, but I think the idea you're getting at is, did they outperform at the end of the year? Right, like did they just well, absolutely, absolutely
0: like, yes? They were playing way better than their talent suggests. Uh, I would say experience, maybe more than talent. I think you're going to see some regression from players. Look,
1: it's the NFL, right? Everybody's incredibly talented that's in the NFL, right? So I don't think maybe they outplayed their talent, but, but, but they outplayed their potential for sure, right? In year one for a lot of those guys, including Love... As the starter, worry is a strong word. The in Eagles February. are a good example. Yeah, and, and Will they brought him up, and I think the Jaguars are also a really good example of a team that Trevor I Lawrence think we is expected. a good old example. Yeah, absolutely. He I, just I,
0: plateaued. Like he got yeah. he got good, and then he just yeah. he's there. I,
1: I I don't think I worry about that,
0: but it, it is a thought of okay, maybe this is a nine win football team. But well, forgetting who said wins, I just mean like maybe they just are a team that's going to plateau as like. They're a playoff team that loses. They just is going to come up short regularly, right? Uh, Which is, I mean, their mo for the last eleven years. But yeah, at least they get to the playoffs. Uh, thank you. I we all end the season the same for the last decade.
1: <laughs> well, not the same. Yeah, neither one of us se- played in the our, Super Bowl. Our season ends a month later,
0: but that's beside. No, that. I mean, not really. It, like a game later, half the time. Like, but eh, the Bears no, season-
1: usually divisional or championship. Really?
0: Yeah. I mean, so really. Rogers lost. Uh, so I guess two weeks later.
1: San Francisco, divisional round.
0: And then the year, then the, the year season before that, then, Tampa Bay was championship. And then one game. extra before week that was so two San Francisco championship game. This year for weeks. love, it was the divisional so round. So two extra weeks, not a month, two extra weeks.
1: I'll, so I'll still take it, man. That's an extra paycheck. It's an extra couple of pay weeks, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. Right. Uh, but to answer your question, worry is strong. I, I, I'm not worried about a backslide or maybe they were overplaying their potential, but would I I'd be shocked if this is a 10 and 7 team next year with some bad losses? No. Would you be surprised be. if they're a 9 win team? It's only one difference. I mean, I, I guess I'd have to see
0: it. If you told me right now the Packers will go 9-8 and eight next year, I'd probably respond with, did Jordan Love get hurt? Well, because here's why I asked the question, and I, I'm not trying to tear down the season they had because it worked out really well. Right. But we are, so like for an example here, I think it's fair to say, like it's more than a 50%, well, we'll say even more than a 65% chance that the Vikings would have made the playoffs mm-hmm. in place of the Packers if Kirk Cousins doesn't get hurt because they're basically one game behind it and Cousins got hurt in that game against the Packers. So, well, how many games did the Vikings play without Kirk Cousins?
1: Uh, well, it was the entire month of November, December and a game in January. So, 8 weeks.
0: So, I I think and they caught a little lightning in bottle. They just ran out of gas because they didn't have a quarterback. And so, I'm not they even had s- Josh Jobs. They just misused them. I'm not so I'm not even saying like a replacement level backup. I'm just saying that yeah. he, if his health so I think I don't think that's crazy to say that no, they cuz they only need not. to win one probably two not. more games. Yeah, you're welcome. Right. So then there's that part of it, and then you face obviously there's a hundred percent chance the Packers don't make the playoffs if the Saints kicker makes a makeable kick at Lambeau Field. Now again, I'm not tearing yeah, it down, no. and obviously the Rams give you more of a fight if you face Stafford. Matt Stafford. Yes, yeah. so like those are, and that's not the Packers' fault. I'm not tearing down the season, but my yeah. point is. You could end up being better and end up at the same wins because maybe those breaks that when you play a team you face the Chiefs on a down tilt. So like even timing of when you play teams can work in your favor and then work against you the next year. And you still could be a better football team and have the same amount of wins. So I'm not. So I want to be very clear. I'm not ripping down because every team that has the breaks. I mean the Chiefs caught breaks into the playoffs. Like every team that gets to where they're getting to catches breaks along of course, the
1: way. Yeah, you got to be lucky.
0: But. Sometimes that luck can work against you, and then all of a sudden, the Packers might be an 11-win team as far as talent. But then this time around, the breaks go against them, and they're another nine-win team. This is thin margins in the NFL.
1: Thin margins for sure. And and, and you're right. I mean, you, you can't really fully analyze what they can be, or will be, or, or should be, uh, without playing the games. But
0: because luck gets hurt, I, I get they have point. four wins. I mean, is what? How they lose every game? I, he's I, out. I mean, I like hearing that you give them that much credit. Sean Clifford, no, Sean Clifford is trash. But did you see what Goody said about Sean Clifford today? Oh, really? Clifford, <laughs> I'll you know, no, be honest. No, did you see it? No. Because I, I, just, I will I stand by so and double down on it. Sean Clifford will do nothing of significance good <laughs> goes, in the NFL. He goes. I back. don't have it in front of me anymore, but it was. Did say along Sean Clifford's the lines my financial advisor because he's so damn old.
1: <laughs> oh, no, he said something about uh, how he's a great quarterback too, and maybe even more. <laughs>
0: Why? Well, I, I mean. Here's the thing. Isn't that I, amazing? I get it in Chicago when like lunatics are like, "What about you trade Fields and the first overall pick and go with Tyson Bagent? I like him because <laughs> Chicago fun. fans don't like know. Brock Chicago fans don't know quarterbacks. And but like Goody should not be feeding like no no fan. I remember in the preseason some fans were like, "This is not weird." It was for love. There mm-hmm. were some fans in the preseason like, "Maybe we should go with Clifford. I think
1: he's mm-hmm. having a good preseason." So here you go. Uh, a Quote. I think he's absolutely proven he can be a number two. Maybe more than that. How End is he proving he could be a number that's two? What, he's taking a couple good kneel downs. I'll give him that. I mean, he didn't fumble, so uh, that's the role the number two quarterback should play. As
0: long as Jordan loves playing the like, way he it did is last insane year, insane to me. That's what I mean. Like, I feel like Goody's feeling himself too much. Do you like I like I love shot. that? I, I just like I, That's my, That's but another you know, red my flag. Favorite part about he's this feeling feels, himself too much. Dude, he's gonna draft a quarterback. I hope the godly does if you're a Packer fan. <laughs> I do, too. Yeah. And,
1: and, and look, I'm not worried about Love or anybody backing up Love. I don't think anybody threatens him whatsoever because no. I think he's going to be that good next year.
0: Oh, without a doubt. But but if you think he's going to be that good, then you should have someone who you really think you can win games with. Right. If he gets hurt. Right. Because look at the Vikings. You, you lo- but even on a, or uh, the Rams. On a, on
1: a less, right, more of that scale, yeah. right? You lose your guy for four weeks. Yep. Do I trust Sean
0: Clifford to go two and two over the course of four weeks? No. No, I don't. Right. Because even if the fact, even if you like him, there was growing pains with Jordan Love, who had been in the league four years prior to having, or of three course. years prior to having played. Of course. Well, but you got to keep in mind Sean Clifford's older than Jordan Love, right? So but plenty he of still has life experience. He hasn't been in the league that long though, so. But yeah, you're right. Plenty of life experience. Sean Clifford has grandchildren. <laughs> Could it be that Goody just
3: appreciates his ability for risk analysis? Like he went to college for this. He has. Probably multiple Is degrees. That his major? I have no clue, but it feels it feels right, doesn't it? It does feel right. I
0: thought you were being serious. <laughs>
3: now I'm curious. About. I did not look up what his major I, was. Go, we no, we got to throw some state. stones,
0: and we got to get to Leo Chanel. So let's hear Matt Hamilton talk about our good friends, at dancing goat.
3: Hey everybody, Matt Hamilton
1: here. The Packers season might be over, but my green and gold goat for this off season is Dancing Goat Distillery in Cambridge. Just a hop, skip, and a jump outside of Madison. You can go to dancinggoat.com and check out all of the great things the distillery has to offer. From tours, from tastings, and a whole bunch more. Check out dancinggoat.com and be sure to look for that quirky and humble blend bourbon wherever you get delicious spirits. And if you're looking for the goat made right here in Wisconsin, it's Dancing Goat, Dancing Goat Distillery
2: is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and 2024 National Curling Champion Matt Hamilton on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand.
4: Yeah.
0: At Canopy Wealth Management, they take the time to truly get to know and understand the dynamics of your values, goals, and plans for your family. No family fits your generic mold, neither should your financial plan. At Canopy, their client's financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with them today. That's canopy-wealth.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Let's throw some stones.
2: The guys think they have the answers to everything.
3: I'm the best there is.
2: People like me. So it's time to put them to the test.
3: That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man.
2: This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro
3: Kia of Madison, Madison's
2: trusted Kia
3: dealership. Yeah, guys, we all know that six and stones may break our bones, but words, boy, do they confuse me. And I don't want to confuse the fans either, guys. So I want to let them in on, you know, kind of inside joke that I think we'll have with Leo today is that uh, Travis Kelsey had a very interesting comp for him uh, when talking about what he first saw him in training camp. I'll go ahead and play the audio for you guys. I was making a joke at Trainee Cave. I was like, man, this dude's John
2: Cena and pads, dude. He's got the John Cena in arms and legs, and it's just hilarious, man.
3: <laughs> That's throw records. So playing that just because you we do know that John Cena actually shouted out Leo Chanel on his personal Instagram. I actually put a photo of him out there and just said, I think he had no caption, nothing. He doesn't do captions. He doesn't do ca- He's not a caption guy. So he just posts random memes and photos of things. And
1: uh, in his Instagram bio, I believe it said, I just post images and you're allowed to comprehend them how you want.
3: So I'll ask you guys this then. Uh, As a football player, is there a better comp for who you'd want to be compared to than, honestly, John Cena? The one you cannot see coming and who is like a freak <laughs> of all freaks. Strofe, you're the wrestling guy. I'm starting with you. Yeah, John Cena
1: is my all time favorite wrestler as well. So I'm going to go with the answer of no, Ryan. There's nobody I would more want to be compared to on the football field, especially at linebacker, than the dude wearing jean shorts and saying, You can't see me and putting two dudes Gene on his shorts. Do jean shorts matter? I mean, that's what he's always worn. Shorts? Shorts? Yeah. A, he's a Jorts guy. He's got elbow Him pads. Him and Ted on. Thompson.
0: Was Ted Thompson a Jorts guy? I, I just think he was. I think I saw him wear Fitz. jorts. I could be wrong. It was either Jorts or like stonewash dad jeans at like a uh badger pro day. With oh, new okay. Balance. Is this back
3: when you were a journalist? Back when I was a journalist,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> With new balances.
3: Before Matt
1: Hamilton tried to balances? make him cool. What's that? Do you own new balances? No. Okay, interesting. Uh but no, to answer your question. I would I would want to be compared to John Cena more than probably anybody in the world.
0: Jim? Uh, I just like it because you're still upset that John Cena follows basically everyone, but not you. Yeah, does he follow you? No, no. But okay. uh, that's good. That's that usually, would be hilarious. I really want it to happen because oh. there are other people who follow a lot of people that don't follow Alex. I know that gets under the skin. <laughs> it, does get, it does get on my nerves. And, and I I hit, but his
1: Twitter has been uh, his Twitter has been hacked now. It just tweets out OnlyFans links. Wait, John Cena's? Yeah, John Cena's. Is that Cena's. your Twitter? Like, no, okay. no.
0: That's that's been happening to a lot so of people six, recently. Six
1: minutes ago, John Cena tweeted, "New OF video drop." So apparently, uh, I can't say the rest of that.
0: So apparently, uh, actually that explains. I just looked on. Uh, I don't know what social media app I was on, but it basically said that yeah. Rolling Stones pointed out that Matthew F- or Matthew Perry, uh, his. Oh was hacked. Matthew Perry?
1: Uh, he played Chandler and Friends. He died had, a couple yeah. months ago. So it was like... Oh, wait, it was just recently the, Yeah, like today. Oh, wow. Oh, jeez. Twitter's a mess because I'm, uh. I,
0: I don't want to get too... I opened up my Twitter today and I was it was full of people that I know that I blocked or I'm well aware that I would want nothing to do with their information So I had to go through and re-block it all. Like, it was filled... Uh, with information, like you'd think I was on the complete opposite side of what I believe. It was insane. I had to go through and like reblock or re mute a lot of people. So, uh, not surprising because Elon Musk is trash and, runs and has basically turned uh, X into a trash uh, website. So, that's not surprising. Trash people do trash things. All
1: right. Would you want to be compared to John
0: Cena or do you hate Elon Musk? <laughs> They're not mutually exclusive. I guess that's fair. I feel like John Cena probably hates Elon Musk. I would love John Cena um, to do whatever his wrestling move is. to, to
1: The attitude adjustment. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Or the STFU is a submission. Yeah, I was
3: going to say, that's what I remember from the, well, the wrestling yeah, They, they ex-
1: renamed it. I believe that is now called just the STF. And then the, the FU is now the attitude adjustment, the AA. Oh, uh, what? Well, they went PG on us. That's but now dumb. they're back to PG-13. So they can show blood on TV again. Cool. Great. Cool. I'm oh, just letting you guys know in case you're interested.
0: Soap operas for boys and men is what hey The, Rock. the, boys the or- Rock
1: returns to Friday Night Smackdown this Friday.
0: Okay. Cool. You know who that is. I, know, I didn't say these people aren't popular. I'm just saying it's soap operas for men who just feel like they need some testosterone in their soap operas.
1: I mean, I watch sports, but I also watch wrestling.
0: Yeah, but wrestling is a soap opera. It is acted yeah, out there's, drama. Yeah, there's drama. With wrestling. So then it's not, it's not, it's that it's tough enough for you. T- Not a tough guy, Alex Stroh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Noted tough guy for sure.
1: Definitely. You know, that's why. That's how the ladies look at me. No, tough. Alex oh, Stroh, grizzly. Actually,
0: I I ran this by my wife, Tanya. She's met Alex a few times. She 100 percent said the second Alex would try to have anything but the game of the Alpha Bowl, goofball, he's out. Like that has to be your game. It's your look though too. Like you're just you're kind of tall and skinny and like well, that dress- seems like that. this seems unnecessary. Yeah, you're a Doctor Seuss character. Is what he's he, saying yeah, essentially. He actually, I th- I thought of. Uh, it's uh, He's agreeing with you. Waldo. Waldo is what I got. Waldo? Yeah, like I think where's, like where's, where's Waldo? Yeah, like where's Waldo?
3: Didn't like, you guys compare me to Waldo like the other week? Do you guys just
0: have like one pitch? Yeah, You and Matt. You guys are both like tall skinny folks. But <laughs> no because you we're tall. you're not like I don't I don't think I compared you to Waldo. He's got like <laughs> where's Alex? Like you could we could play that game. Like, you know where's Alex? Yeah. Like you could just a different vibe, to you. I won't give you Waldo vibes. But ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways, ridiculous.
1: You're a lovable goof. All right, are we done?
3: Yes, we are. And Alex not no wrestling guy. Sorry, I can't give you this one. Jim Rutledge. <laughs> what? Is this how this works? Honestly, yeah, that's, that's the what got me was, was the Mark Murphy jorts thing. <laughs> just cast
0: that aside, just being like, yeah, I was a journalist back in the day. So we're going to be joined by Leo Chanel coming up next. I'm going to ask him. Maybe we ask him at a time. I don't want to embarrass my friend. That he knows. Kale, I want some insight on my old college roommate. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Cruise Light.
2: You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Chiefs linebacker Leo Chanel, death row himself. How about that? He flies around, man. One of the best all-around football players. You can throw him on any special teams, ask him to do anything on the defensive side of the ball, and he's going to be there for you.
0: And sure enough, put him on field goal block, and he gets the biggest block of the season and Hamilton, live from the Everlight Solar Studio. We are presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, Coors Light. Uh, the quarterback for our upcoming guest is no for crushing Coors Light. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, a uh, you know, noted endorser of Coors Light. And I'll tell you what, I felt like I was in the Matrix when I was listening to that podcast. And we I heard Travis Kelsey talk about the Death Row Records thing. Because when Matt Hamilton is out, Chris Orr fills in. And he had told me about two weeks ago, before that about death row records and leo chanel and that tie at wisconsin so leo i want to start with that how did that and thanks for joining the show but like how did that get started and and how did you carry that into the nfl it's such a cool thing for an old guy like me i think of death row records i think of uh suge knight and tupac and that whole crew but you're much younger than i am so just tell me how that came about
4: yeah yeah thank you guys for having me um you know it's an honor to get on here and um yeah death row man it's a huge huge (laughs) part of my game um you know, I, I love, you know, being a part of it, you know, connecting with the guys, you know, at Wisconsin, you know, on that level. Um, you know, I, I came in at Wisconsin, a freshman, and they already had that thing started, you know. They started the party without me. Um, you know, I think I think it was Chris that started it, to be honest. Okay. And, you know, uh, and, uh, you know he was, he's the definition of death row, man. Um, I, I'm the one that kind of, like, you know, brought it to whatever, like writing it on my arm. but. You know, Chris was like the dude, Um, you know, in the locker room. He, you know, he had everybody, you know, juiced up. Um, You know, he was a leader in every single way you can imagine, you know, intelligence wise, um, juice on the field, you know, playing wise, like, you know, he was just a guy everybody wanted to be around. And I think he's, he's a dude that represents it really well. Um, I'm just trying to follow in his steps here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're doing a pretty good job, Leo. 2 years in the NFL, you've got two Super Bowl championships to uh, to, to account for. Uh, the Super Bowl though, I don't I didn't see Death Row written anywhere on your body, but you did have the best defensive performance in the overtime win over San Francisco. What the heck went right for you? A forced fumble, a blocked extra point, a bunch of tackles. What what was different about Super Bowl Sunday for you that allowed you to be to play the role you did?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, I did have it written on my arm, um, but I had like the arm tape over it. Oh. So I was kind of like waiting, like, I'm going to make a, like a big play and, you know, I'm going to rip it off and, you know, beat your <laughs> Um, You know, it didn't it didn't really happen where I didn't like I didn't really make a play that was like, oh, you know, it's clearly me and like, you know, like whatever. Um, so I don't know. And I honestly wasn't really thinking about it. I was just, you know, celebrating and um, stuff like that. And. Um, we just had a ton of extra time and I just took a, a lot of time kind of just visualizing certain reps, um, you know, play calls, um, even, you know, field goal block. You know, I was visualizing getting a good, good get off, you know, every every step of the game. Um, you know, I wanted to be fully prepared because, um, you know, we work so hard all season for this moment and we get a little extra time to prepare for it. So I wanted to take advantage of it. Uh, Can you talk about as a defensive player,
0: and we can all see it as fans because of how great he is, but Patrick Mahomes seems to have an effect on opposing defenses, but I think maybe even a a confidence boost for you as a defense, knowing like, hey, we make a play and we give Patrick and this offense the ball, we know they're going to do something with it. So how does Patrick Mahomes affect you guys positively as a defense?
4: Yeah, you know, um, last year especially, that that was all of our talk, man. Like, hey, you know, it's our job to get Pat and the offense the ball, you know, knowing what they can do knowing what they're capable of the magic they can you know pull out of nowhere especially in crunch time um you know when we need them the most um and, and this year you know it was the same thing like they were like honestly like we struggled you know as a team um throughout the year uh, but i had a feeling and you know i felt like the whole locker room kind of knew like okay it's playoff time like you know we're the chiefs you know we're gonna we're gonna do what we do the offense is gonna do what they do um you know they've been here before um, so it's kind of cool to be able to say like, hey, we as a defense contributed, um, you know, to our run here. Uh, but at the same time, like, you know, it's, it's the same concept, man. We're just we're just trying to get we're trying to get them the ball back because we, we know what they can do every time.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up, Leo. Because I mentioned it at the top, right? Two years in the league, you've won two Super Bowls. So losing doesn't happen often in Kansas City, especially when you've been there. What's it like as a younger player fitting into that culture and establishing? Hey, man, we win championships around here. Losses don't come around often.
4: No, it, it means so much because you know at Wisconsin we've had you know we've had a lot of success. You know, winning winning bowl games. You know, winning a lot of games. You know, in general. Um, but we, we've never, you know, really hit that peak. You know, you get to a national championship and you end it exactly the way that you want to. And really, there's nothing more you could do. You know, there's there's always more you can do. But, you know, winning a Super Bowl or winning a national championship is the ultimate goal you, you want to have as a player. Um, you know, and to be able to be, you know, blessed to be in a situation where I could be a part of this and, you know, have guys around me and coaches around me that, you know, I get to work with, it's it's a blessing.
0: Talking with uh, former Badger and Chiefs linebacker Leo Chanel, and speaking of that locker room, obviously we heard uh, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey talking about you a little bit uh, coming in. It's a locker room full of stars, and Travis seems to have really taken a liking to you. I don't know, like he compared you to John Cena. Uh, he really just seems to like your football mentality. So just talk about that relationship uh, with Travis. But then did he ever come to you and, and tell, tell you that you gave off John Cena vibes?
4: Uh, you cut out there the last. Uh, I, asked, last uh, I asked if he had come
0: to you and told you that you give off John Cena vibes as well. I can't hear you right now. Hmm. No, no, no worries on that one. So I'll keep on talking and then see if Ryan can. Uh, do we oh, you hear me now? now. All you're right. Good. So yep. I'll just restart the question there. So basically, Travis Kelsey seems to have taken a liking to your football mentality and has talked about you multiple times on his podcast, but he also referred to you as John Cena in pads. So did he tell you that and also talk about having someone with a big personality like Kelsey kind of take you under his wing?
4: You know it's it's so cool having uh, Travis you know I've said it ever since I've got here like it's so impressive what he's doing like you know I don't know like he's not old you know but like you know playing that long and having the energy he brings in OTAs in training camp like any any part of it he's constantly bringing the energy and you know it's it's such an honor you know uh, you know he may end up as the greatest tight end um, to ever play the game Um, you know a lot of people think he already is but um, you know, it's so cool and, uh, you know, it's, it's really a pat on the back and, uh, um, to be able to co- get a compliment from a caliber player like him, a caliber teammate like him. Um, so, um, I didn't, I didn't hear the specifically the John Cena comment, like when he made it in training camp. Um, but you know he's he's always just saying some funny stuff, and uh, I grew up watching John Cena, so it's pretty cool. Uh, you know,
0: with uh, Kelsey and him and his brother, kind of addressed it. But uh, as a team, when you like the relationship between Andy Reid and Kelsey, and obviously those who have been around football and seen football, like that's a relationship those two have, and guys can be intense. And, and both Kelsey brothers said what makes them great is their intensity, but at times they can kind of. Get to that line of intensity, but can you talk about as a team when you guys saw that? Was there even like a, a thought in your mind about Jason and Andy Reid in their little moment on the Super Bowl on the sideline of the Super Bowl? or Did you guys say that's just Travis and Andy doing their thing?
4: Yeah, I mean, honestly, my initial reaction was like, "Oh shoot, what's going on here?" <laughs> um, you know, and you know, as a fan, it's the same reaction. But uh, if if you if you go into the building and, and you see how these guys um, you know operate and see how they communicate um you know it's it's like it's like brothers you know there's a little age gap in there okay but uh there's there's such a close bond uh with these two guys nobody could really understand unless you know they're in the building every day and um they're seeing that um you know it's because you know great coaches um you know people that are close in general they're gonna butt heads and uh you know that happens sometimes and um you know i think it more shows how passionate travis is and um you know uh so I, I just think it's a testament to that um, you know so it is pretty cool to see you know like they can do that and then bounce back you know they're, they're good you know good to go.
1: leo, I, I'm obviously not an athlete right I'm a loud mouth with a microphone. So explain to me how it works right you win two Super Bowls in a row, you celebrate for for I don't know is it hours is it days like how quickly are, are, are you guys getting back together and saying, all right, it's time to go for three in a row now like how long is the celebration before it's full go? we're going for number three again.
4: Um, you know, the celebration, as long as, uh, you know, it's, it's like each individual player, um, you know, I'm still, I think, I think guys are more in like reset mode right now. You got to, you got to be able to give yourselves a, a little, a little breath here, no matter you know, if you win, lose, like whatever it is, like we're all still human. Like we, we need a little breath. And, uh, you know, I think guys are still celebrating. I'm still celebrating with some family. Um, you know, that's, that's going to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, I think um, once we get back in the building, you know, obviously there's no question, like we're locked in, we're ready to go. Uh, but you know we're we're going to enjoy it with family right now for sure.
0: Uh, talking with former Badger and uh, now Chiefs champion two times, Leo Chanel. I want to talk some Badger stuff with you, but I got a couple of quick ones for you. So you actually now second year in a row we've had a former Badger and Chiefs champion on the show after the Super Bowl. Last year was Melvin Gordon. He was soaking it up, even though he kind of joined the team late. But was it special and fun to have another Badger uh, in that room uh, and, and being able to celebrate with with Melvin, an all time great Badger?
4: Oh, it really was, you know, uh, he, he's a UW legend, man, uh, to be able to, you know, go, be in the locker room with him, go to practice with him, you know, because um, uh, I don't, I don't know if the Chiefs have drafted, uh, you know, someone from Wisconsin before me for like maybe 25 years, 27 years, something like that, you know, just have a fellow, a fellow guy in there from Wisconsin to share with, you know, he's a legend too, um, you know, he has a positive energy, um, you know, and it was pretty special, you know, to be able to try to, you know, rep rep Wisconsin like we did and, um, yeah, he was just a uh, ball of energy for us a positive energy.
0: Speaking of, uh, he wasn't drafted, but my college roommate when I was at UW LaCrosse, Cale Kirby, uh, is one of the equipment guys for the Chiefs. And he was a grinder when I knew him. He was doing stuff with the Packers as an intern and then also the Arena Football League team and going to school uh, in lacrosse. But Cale, uh, another Wisconsin What did you think when you first met him? I know he's got a unique look. And, and what do you think about him now? Because he, he definitely gives off some different vibes than I think he is as a person. He's like one of the best dudes around.
4: Yeah, no, he Kale Kale is different, man. Like he's he's just a character. I mean, I I, I thought he hated me at first to be honest. You know, he he's like he's like reser- really reserved, mm-hmm. but he's also like a little goofball, um, you know, and uh I I follow uh, his uh, page on Instagram. Yep. Um, you know, the quick KC equipment. He's he's always, you know, posting. He's he's roasting people online like, you know, he he's got so many jokes to him and it's so funny, you know. He's such a reserved person when you meet him and um, you know, even that I'm you know, warmed up to him a little bit now, it's still like, you know, it's Kale. You know, he's, he's, he's funny, and uh, he's, it's fun to be around him.
0: He's ordered a book on this show than maybe you were, because he keeps on saying, I gotta double-check with Chiefs PR if I can come on the show, because I want to talk about his football journey, because he's got Wisconsin ties and Green Bay ties and Chiefs ties, but he's still uh, very concerned about joining the show. Uh, the last thing I had for you, and then we can talk some Badger stuff, but obviously there was a lot of attention on your team, uh, Travis Kelsey and his uh, girlfriend, Taylor Swift. Like, was there at any point? Was there teasing? Was there even an acknowledgement? Like, how did you guys handle that as it kept like getting bigger and bigger? Travis's star rising, and look, guys can tease guys, or you can just kind of move on. And how did you guys choose to handle all the extra attention as a team, or did it not matter at all?
4: Um, you know, I don't, I don't think it mattered at all inside the locker room. You know, guys didn't talk about it, and um, I'm sure his buddies, you know, that were close to him, talking to him every day. Um, you know, we're. We're talking about it and, um, you know, we, we just try to respect him as much as we can. You know, it's it's we got to treat it like, you know, it's not a celebrity, like a, a, one of the biggest names in the world that's, you know, dating a teammate. It's, it's our teammate's girlfriend. And that was kind of the line, you know, we had to play and, and uh, we had to put our teammate first in that way and just trying to respect his privacy in any way. Um, you know, I, I grew up a huge Taylor Swift fan, um, you know, listening to her early songs and you know, I, I made a point not to even talk about it with him. You know, it's just trying to, trying to respect him as a man and um, give him their, their privacy and space and, um, you know, stuff like that.
0: Did you have anyone in your life who was like, but seriously, like, did you, like, see her? Like, did anyone, like, text you, like, did you see her in the hallway? Like, I'm sure everyone's like, oh, there's millions of fans, billions of fans of hers. So, did you at least have friends texting you being like, did you get a chance to, like, see that she was there or, like, walk through the hallways? Did you get any people asking you if you had a brush of uh, uh, greatness with Taylor Swift?
4: Oh yeah, all the time. That yeah, was, was such a frequent, frequent question. Like, I, I just visited the schools here back home in Wisconsin, and um, you know, I was trying to get back, and yeah. you know, uh, you know, talking to the kids and stuff. They're like, "Is Taylor Swift with you?" And I'm like, "Man, I'm just, I'm just trying to hang out with you guys and have a good time." Uh, but you know, uh, Taylor Swift is a huge, huge deal, yeah. and uh, you know can't expect any less but yeah.
1: i but i imagine little leo would be so fired up about what's happened over the course of the last few months right, right? like you're, you're celebrating a super bowl with taylor swift john cena is posting you right. without a caption on instagram like little leo would be in awe of where you're at right now i imagine dude yeah it,
4: yeah it's it's crazy to look at i'm 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 still kind of like starstruck I by bet. that john cena deal yeah like he was he was kind of one of my idols growing up and like, it was one of the best feelings ever, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, I, I was kind of looking at his page on Instagram. It's kind of kind a bunch of, like, uh, like goofy, funny right, stuff. Yeah. He's just constantly and stuff, but you know what? I'll take it. That was, it was pretty cool.
1: Was that the biggest totally crap moment from all this? I mean, is it, maybe not more so than winning two Super Bowls in two years, but, I mean, that's got to be – because I'm a huge wrestling it's fan too, there. Leo. So and when I saw that, no, I was like, no way.
4: <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's definitely up there. Like, I was – I was freaking out. I, I like instantly like sent it to you know one of my brothers. I'm like, dude, look at this. And he's like, no way. Like, we're both like big WWE fans and stuff. And um, but yeah, it was cool.
0: So, because uh, on that note, like uh, you're, I'm, I'm from Wisconsin. I grew up in Fort Atkinson, Cedarburg, mixed, you know, between the two. I'll be honest. I don't really know where Grantsburg or West Sweden, Wisconsin is. And like, here you are, two time champion. Where where exactly are you in Wisconsin? Like where you where are you from? And like your journey to the Badgers is pretty remarkable. And then to where you are now. So, can you just kind of take us back to like how you got to Wisconsin, and then your career through there? Because it is remarkable to come from a small small area in a in Wisconsin to two time uh, Super Bowl champion who's making major plays in these games too.
4: Yeah, yeah, it was uh, – I, honestly, I, I saw someone post about uh, me being from West Sweden, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, which is really interesting. I've never – I don't think I've ever listed that anywhere. It's, it's on your Wikipedia, Wikipedia page, always, yeah. yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I went to school in uh, Frederick for a little bit and yeah, then yeah. transferred to Grantsburg in high school, so I've always listed one of those two. I don't know. And I actually live in West Sweden, so I don't know okay. how <laughs> they knew. Um, they got me exposed here. Um, but, yeah, I mean – being from a small town, you know, living out in the country. Um, you know, going going to somewhere like Madison, even though Madison's not really a big city, it, it is to someone you know that come come from where I come from. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was it was so cool um, being able to have that because you know they offered me uh, my junior year of high school and. Um, I literally committed uh, like two days later. I want to say I wanted to commit on the spot. My <laughs> parents were like, "All right, hold up a little bit." I, I wanted. It was like an immaturity thing. I wanted to be the first commit in the class. So, okay. um, you know, I just like screw, screw all the other offers. I'm, I'm committing here. Um, you know, I grew up a Wisconsin fan, um, and you know, I just wanted to be go to my home state and represent. Um, and uh, you know, from there, it just it just took off. And I didn't I didn't really expect um, you know any league. I, like I didn't expect any of it until end of sophomore year in college like you know i was thinking like okay maybe this could be a possibility um you know because i came in a mid-year uh freshman there and you know honestly i struggled a lot like physically mentally um you know every part of the game like i feel like i was uncoordinated it was it was rough and uh, i'm glad i came that mid-year and um things slowly progressed and i, I had a tough coach uh coach boasted there yeah. he was a really t- really tough coach and uh, you know i think that helped me a ton and you know I, I thank him for it um because i don't think i'd be here today without him um but he he got me through it he pushed me through it and he was hard on me but he encouraged me and uh and uh i i got through it and uh that's it just it went from there in my junior year i took off and uh yeah no looking back
0: yeah, we, uh, Alex and I both have hosted the show with uh, former Badger Derek Engler, who knows Bo Stead well. And we've heard all the stories about uh, how, how crazy Coach Bo Stead will be. Heck, Keanu Benton was a guest on our show a couple years yeah, ago, and yeah. he would tell us how crazy Coach Bo Stead was. So we're. It's that, we're that well UW aware.
1: Stevens Point background, yeah, Jamie. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you. We're so, all crazy.
0: So with, uh, like with UW and uh, your time here, obviously you're still following the team. So not the amount of wins. Uh, That you wanted, obviously, a lot of those coaches that you were close to are gone. But like, where do you feel about the state of the program right now? Because there's a lot of excitement with the names coming in, but the wins haven't been there yet. So, where where are you feeling about the state of the program, and how do you think they can go up?
4: You know, I I think it's just um, really a game of patience right now. Um, You know, we obviously won a winning and a successful season to our standards right away. You know, we brought you know these new coaches coaches in and um you know we're hyping everything up in the off season like we got these um videos on instagram like everything's looking good feeling good um but you know that's not the case like it it takes a while to shift cultures and uh you know really change things around because you know wisconsin when you think about wisconsin it's always been like bully ball um you know similar to iowa like you're gonna pound the ball you're gonna have great defense um, so it is definitely a culture shock and it's different and to on undo to try to like shift the focus it takes a lot and it takes a lot of commitment and no I, I mean I, I wouldn't expect them to get it in a year and um, you know maybe maybe I want them to win be successful this year but you know sometimes it takes even longer and I so I think the name of the game is patience for sure um, so, you know, I mean, we start with the Detroit Lions, you know, look how long, look how long they went, you know, without success yep. and, you know, they, you know, look how far they got this year. So I think, like I said, it's, it's just patience right now.
1: What a comparison, Leo. That yeah. was impressive. Yeah. you should be like, you, should,
0: you know, Chris fills in, uh, but now he's in the UFL right now. So if what you ever you want to pop doing? in and fill in Chris's spot, we'll happily <laughs> take you as a co-host here in Madison. Leo, uh, took up too much of your time. Thanks for entertaining us and, and giving us all that time. We really appreciate it.
4: Yeah, thank you so much, guys, for having me on. Uh, Thanks, man. Congrats again.
0: Two-time Super Bowl champion and Badger legend Leo Chanel uh, joining us. If you've missed any of that, listen back to Wisconsin on the man, Apple, Spotify, any of those great places brought to you by our good friends at Revive Restoration. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.
2: You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Need more of Judgmental Gym? Subscribe to the Rutledge and Hamilton podcast presented by Revive Restoration wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Leo Chanel has break, 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 eighty-five thousand Instagram followers. Okay, it's more than me. Well, yeah, we are nobodies. Uh, I'm But aware. still, like third-round pick from Wisconsin outside linebacker for the Chiefs. Like that's that's a massive number.
1: That is a massive number. I mean, I imagine. I, I don't know how we can track this, if we can track this, but I imagine the Super Bowl probably helped. He had a massive game. He did. Right? And I know I mentioned the stat line, but if you're just joining us and maybe you've forgotten over the course of the last few weeks, he had six tackles, a couple tackles for a loss, a forced fumble, and a blocked extra point in a game But by the way, went to overtime. He hasn't blocked that extra point. They lose in regulation. Yep. Right? Like That's, that's stuff people forget from just a couple weeks back for Leo Chanel. He played a massive, massive, massive role in the Chiefs' uh, second Super Bowl win in a row.
0: I want to tell everyone about Hanson & Sons, Madison's number one family-owned chimney and fireplace specialist. They're celebrating 71 years in business. Yes, 71 years with 7.1% discounts on any of their new high-efficiency installed fireplaces or their expert winter masonry chimney repairs. Take advantage of huge, never before offered savings and replace that old, inefficient, dirty wood-burning fireplace with a new high-efficiency, remote-controlled gas fireplace. If that's not enough, take advantage of interest-free financing. Don't wait; sale ends February 29th. For more information, go to HansonandSons.com. That's H-A-N-S-E-N and Sons.com. The month is running out, so hurry up, Rob. Thank you, Robin Madison. Chimes in. Great interview. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, Leo was awesome. Yeah, he, was, uh, he, was, he was really good. Uh, uh, you know, I thought we did a good job. Uh,
1: I'm going to pat ourselves on the back here. Yeah. Did a good job of blending the football and the fun stuff.
0: Well, right, because part of the issue with the football is the Super Bowl was a while ago. It was. So, I mean. But, and, he, but he hasn't spoken about it a whole lot, I don't think. I mean, there's, you know, I'm a Chiefs fan, but there's not a lot of Chiefs fans in the year. Kind of a Chiefs fan. I'm a Chiefs fan, like in the idea that, like, I'm a Bucks fan though too. Like the Bulls are the team. Chiefs in my win. Heart, but what have... is that? You keep playing that. What is that? That's one of that's my. Uh, yeah, that's from Jim Rutledge's TikTok after the Chiefs won Ch- the AFC yeah, Championship. Chiefs win. That doesn't sound like you. Oh, well, that's, that's Jim on my phone. Maybe it was my hey, AirPods. Yeah. yeah. What? what? Okay. I'm, I'm All right. Chiefs uh, win. We got you the rest of the week. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Talk like. to you tomorrow. Bye, Beaver Dam. <laughs>